0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Listen. We're almost into February of 2018. Can you believe it? Now, as you guys know, I don't really like leaving my house ever. I work from home. I don't like leaving my house. I like wearing sweatpants or no pants. Um, So it takes a very, very, very special individual for me to leave my house. And this individual is so special that I drove to San Francisco Woo-hoo. with Nenea. Woo-hoo. Um <laughs> is that we're both very tired. <laughs> um you know Arlen Hamilton and like this is this is the guest that I bring you today that you get the gift of listening to. Um I've known Arlen for God, almost two years now, more I think it's Probably close to two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're coming up on our friendship bursary. You know, and Arlen Hamilton, like, Backstage Capital, just brilliant. The truth is, I don't even really know how to describe you.
1: Excellent. My work here is done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a great opportunity for us to find out. There you go. You know, um one of the the things that we're just gonna get right into it. Um and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like delve into your whole story because I know that you're sick of hearing about it, talking ah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean Google Arlen. That's all you need to do. Just Google Google Arlen. me bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just Google Arlen Hamilton, Backstage Capital, like Her story is incredible, and you can read all about it. Um, But I'm more interested in really... What is it that drives you, Mm -hmm. um, personally and professionally? Like, you know, I knew I wanted to be an actor from the time that I was seven. You know, like... How did you go from where you were when you were growing up to where you are now? Not in terms of chronologically, but really just what was sparking your soul. Right. Oh,
1: um, so, I'm a, a, you know, I'll say I'm a venture capitalist. I invest in startup companies, and I never set out to be a venture capitalist. That's for sure.
0: And the ones that you like, Wildfang, I love.
1: Yes, Wildfang.
0: Oh, yes. You've got to go up to Portland and hang out with I them. I would yeah, love to.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool. We should get Wildfang listen to us. <laughs> we should get Heather up to the to Portland. Um, yeah, so we invest in some fun companies and some really interesting companies that are led by people that are uh, has, have historically not had a terrible amount of access to capital and venture, and that was the point, you know, um, which which I really enjoy. I I enjoy that we we invest in in the underestimated is how is how I put it, <laughs> um, but I. So I never set out to be a venture capitalist, but I I definitely have always um, had the uh, Anna, my fiance, the
0: fiance, my fiance, we call each other. <laughs> she
1: she says that I have this this very strong internal sense of justice, and I I, I agree with her. Like I've, I've always, since I was a very little, thought that things should be. F- fair level playing field i knew that life wasn't fair i learned that early but i i think that i thought that you know everyone should kind of have a fair shake i guess and so i think if you're saying you know how does this how does what i do now tie into childhood it's probably always that um some of it is that speaking for people who i felt couldn't speak for themselves like as far as like being too shy or not feeling like they're empowered enough to speak I would just stand up in class and and say you know there's someone in this class who feels this way and we should be listening to that and um, I think that's what I do now Um, some of it has to do with growing up without very much Mm -hmm. and and seeing you know that it is very expensive to be poor and that is not fair. That's not something that is. Uh, that's something that I'm, I I'm guess I'm trying to chase this. Uh, the justice there. Mm. And uh, some people have called me a little bit of a Robin Hood. Mm. Like I don't I don't steal. But it's a little bit of. There's so much in the world. And can we disperse it a little bit more? Fairly.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think that a that reminds I'm like. We would have gotten along, I think, as children. <laughs> well, oh, let me
1: imagine that for a second. Hold on. Oh, yeah, that would also. awesome.
0: Yes. I, I dig it. Because, like, when you were talking about standing up in class, it made me think, the only reason that I'm even here today is because when I was seven years old, I was a dancer. I'd started dancing when I was three. And it was the night before this big performance and there was a dress rehearsal and it was for a benefit uh for children with aids mm. like aids had just become a quote unquote mainstream word right in the sense of um people felt quote unquote safe enough to raise money um and nobody was paying attention and everybody was really grumpy and <clears throat> the head of the company and studio was at our wits end and i just grabbed the microphone (laughs) and i said if you guys don't want to be here just go home at seven at seven (laughs) if you don't want to be here go home Mm. you know but we're doing this for a really good cause (laughs) so what's your problem and you could even understand what the cause was at that time wow yeah you know like we i you know had like come into what became my adoptive parents' home, like through foster care. So we had a lot of foster kids coming in and out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and quite a few of them had been born with HIV. Right. Um, so uh, I knew from a very early age about HIV, about AIDS, about how it was transmitted, ba 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 you know, where you could, it was a time when you could actually get factual information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. That was reliable, um, so no, like that. It, I understand that that quest for justice. Right. I understand that um, desire to utilize one's voice to speak for the voiceless, right? Um, and so, I guess my question for you is: a How's it going now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in terms of. What is your experience with getting to um, I don't want to say give opportunity to, but that that is a very accurate statement. Um, but invest in someone's not only potential, because I know that you only invest in, I think, like 2%. That's right. Yes. Um, for someone that's not good at math, yes. I feel real proud right now. Very cool. <laughs> 2% of what we see. We yeah, like in. which is nothing. Yeah. It's absolutely nothing. So what is it for you where you're like, yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. Is it um, somebody that you're like, nope need to see more, and they come back 12 months later, 14 months later, mm-hmm. 18 months later, or is it like, what has your experience been? Is it consistently the same, or is there a variety? Oh, it's definitely variety.
1: A lot of what you'll see is what you just described, that that gets me, because I, I had to be that for someone to invest in me, originally. So a lot of times, um, I'll know with the individual if they're investable. Is this okay? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, if, the, if if uh, if <laughs> if they're investable, um, but yeah, it really is about seeing how someone handles the ups and downs, how someone handles a no, how someone you know, if we're if we're in your make or break, that's not a good position to be in, and yeah. I, I I say that from a position of of. I have been desperate before. I have been asking for things before. I know how it feels in that moment to think that that's the only... Something is the only option. And if we don't get that, then we're sunk. So I know what that feels like, but there uh, there can't be that in, in this. Uh, just like there's no crying in baseball. Yeah. There can't be um, a desperation behind an ask for funding and venture. Yeah. And mostly because... Um, I think if I were writing angel checks, meaning my own checks coming from my own pocket, I probably you could probably pull my heartstrings a little bit more. But I'm investing other people's money; have a, a legal duty to yeah. to really look at it. But but more than that, I am like I really look at it like, you know, when you play a video game and it's you know, Super Mario Brothers or something like that, and there's different levels of bosses where. You, as you go along, it's just gonna get harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm def- definitely critical, and I'm definitely gonna put you through your paces. But I'm also, um, compared to a lot of people, if you can't get through this level yeah. of me asking questions, of me challenging your 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 notions of what's going on, mm-hmm. th- you're you're probably not gonna get through the people who don't necessarily have as much of a vested interest in you as a person who are writing just checks, checks. So part of it is just to see the, the metal that a a founder has, because you you have to kind of be through it. I kind of, I would imagine it's a little bit like if you were to, um, to work with an actor that, that was starting out or something like that and, and they couldn't take constructive criticism that tells you something.
0: Oh my like, god! You're
1: not gonna. I had a whole classroom full of them. Mm, mm. That's one of the reasons I stopped teaching, right? Because you like you you have been doing this your whole life, so yeah. you you know. Hey, kid, if you can't handle my, I'm here. I'm I'm interested, so I'm asking questions. And if yeah. you can't handle that, how are you going to handle someone who doesn't care as much or who has? Even less who can only invest in point two percent. So I look at that a lot. I mean, we're definitely looking at uh, the product and the company and the you know total addressable market and their their you know revenue. In a lot of cases, people are, are already revenue positive. Um, but I personally like we have a whole team for that, and I personally just enjoy. Learning more about the person and the people who are going to be running this. Because the company can change over time. Yeah. The product can change over time once you put things out and test things. But the person is is hopefully going to be there throughout. And so you, I have to look at someone and say, are they cut out for this, in my opinion?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and are they willing to invest in self? Yes. And it's the... It's the fear reaction versus the love reaction where something that you said that really resonated with me. You know, um, I feel today especially there's such a thin skin in terms of quote-unquote criticism Mm -hmm. where it's not about devaluing someone as a being you know but really I see I see more I see that you're capable of so much more Yeah. and if you're not willing to see that if you're not willing to receive Mm -hmm. what I see after you've come to me Mm -hmm. exactly then there's nothing that I can do I'm not an eye surgeon Mm -hmm. you know like can't do it I can't make you see what you're not willing Mm. to see um and I have a feeling just based off you know our continual blooming relationship um you're quite the observer. Mm-hmm. You observe a lot <laughs> and you yeah. learn a lot through just you watching. Right. Um and I, I talk about this with me. Mia- yeah. <laughs> I talk about this with my fiance yeah. Yeah. quite a bit about the difference between demanding and commanding. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you command rather than demand. Mm-hmm. And tell, not me, tell me a little bit about the difference. <laughs> um, demanding, I feel, comes from a place of fear. Mm -hmm. And it comes from, I'm worthy. Don't you see I'm worthy? When really underneath that is the terror of, oh, no, what if I'm not? Yes. Versus, I know who I am, I know what I am, and I know how I serve. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to raise my voice. Mm -hmm. I just need to look at you for five seconds and not say a (laughs) word. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the commanding power. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because... Command means you're already in possession of and demand means that you're grasping. Yes. Yes. Trying to get it. Yeah. Um, It's interesting.
1: That's why you say people have command of a room. Yes. Not demand. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. And today I I had a, a, a hangout with one of our investors that invested in me. And she was talking about Mastery of skill and how it is. Uh, this Heather Hiles, I want to give her that credit. but Definitely, it was so interesting. She was talking about because it's on the same kind of thing of not taking criticism, thinking that you've already got it figured out, and you can't take constructive criticism. She was saying to her, it seems that people are just trying to skip, you know, skip decades or years of mastery of skill, yeah, and that that you 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 don't find too many map people with the master mindset of i'm going to take a few years and just be really good at this and then i'm you know i can take this next step yeah so that's that's part of it too is that um maybe from i don't know a social network movie or something people just think you just start a company and. <laughs> You raise a million dollars and you just roll and you go and, you know, and, and so the ones who can really heed the advice that that's not necessarily the case, it's not the case in most situations, and just look at it, have a respect for it that is, you know, don't, I think it comes from not looking at what other people are doing, looking left and right and saying, well, they got, they raised this amount of money or they got here faster. It's not about them. Yeah. It's about you, and should you really be at the helm? Should you really be doing this, what you're doing? And if you believe the answer is yes to that, just dialing in, focusing, hyper focusing, and yeah. just going. Yeah.
0: For it. There, there is that saying: compare and despair. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, when. I know for me that in those moments that I have looked at others and I'm like, why are they? Um, Again, it's always coming from a place of fear um, and feeling as though I'm never going to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it also makes me think of, that question of well, why does somebody want to do anything? Sure. Like why do you want to start the company? Mm. What is it? Do you want that or do you want money? Like mm. I ask people they're like, I want to be an actor. And I'm <laughs> like, Do you wanna be an actor or do you want to be famous? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a director or do you want to be famous? Mm. Like it's this or this. what is the truth? Yeah. If you wanna be famous, put out a sex tape. <laughs> Like data celebrity. Yeah. Do something crazy. Yeah. You know, like the, what I, I don't even know what the hell her name is. The catch me on the flip side, catch me on the
1: outside. Oh, cash me outside. It, cash yeah. Yeah, cash yeah, me yeah, outside yeah. girl. Yeah. 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 I I was I was hipped to that a little late in the game, but yes.
0: I very late. I yeah. was like, Who is
1: this yeah. person? By the time by the time I started saying it, people were like, Ar oh, no. it's over. <laughs> Don't try to make fetch happen.
0: (laughs) But that also speaks to the reason that, like, I I am so late to everything because I'm so focused on my stuff. Yeah, the craft. Which is, I think, a beautiful thing. Yeah, I do too. You know, because, like, the the passing fads are going to be the passing fads, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And... I look at, like, in every single way, shape, and form, you know, the people that are able to have longevity, you know, are the ones that are continually willing to be challenged and are continually willing to grow, um, because they know that there is more, right? There's always more, um... And I guess I'm, like, taking a second to get the phrasing right because I don't want to go into the fucking uh, narrative Mm -hmm. that you've talked about continuously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Are you trying to tell me something? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 because I just know that so many people ask you those questions. And I'm... Not interested in the in that aspect, but the underneath mm-hmm. aspect sure. of because you and I have had very candid conversations, yeah. and you know, I've been very honest on this podcast. Um, not for sensationalistic purposes, but you know, because what the fuck's the point of living, um, and having a life if you're not going to share your experiences with others, mm-hmm. like, um, and hopefully getting to be of service to them in some way. So I've definitely had moments in my life where I was where suicide seemed like a viable option. Like it really really did. I was just done. Mm. I was done and I was t- I was exhausted mm. and I felt so alone. Yes. Um so what has been your journey and experience in that where that like small spark that flame that thing that said like keep going <laughs> there's more mm-hmm. don't give up just yet mm-hmm.
1: that, that's happened a lot um, it definitely was like a the self motivation thing was happening when I was didn't have a, a place to live and you know didn't know but I yeah I definitely have had Back in the day, definitely had uh, those low, low, low points. Um, I guess, thankfully, an imagination, a really active imagination of I can imagine things getting not only better, but just fantastic. I can imagine um, that this is going to, that this or something else in the past, whatever, that helped me with that, is going to be bigger than me. And it's going mm. to affect other people, mm. and gotta keep one foot in front of the other for sure. Because if it's just, if I'm just thinking about me as self motivation, that's yeah. not enough.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm enough, but this for just self day after day and this and that. But when you th- when you're able to think, okay, maybe it'll affect one other person, or maybe it'll affect a hundred other people. Um, that's 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 rocket fuel.
0: Yeah. It makes me. Last night, um, Heather and I just watched. Uh, <clears throat> this is how late I am to the party. <laughs> that, like this documentary that Madonna had put out in two thousand seven. Oh, ten wh- years. what about? It was called "I Am Because We Are." Oh, I've never heard of that. Which is an old African proverb, which really um, one of the individuals that was um, speaking spoke so eloquently about it. Like, I am because we are, all of us. You know, um, y- you influence me as much as I influence you, like, mm. to varying degrees and, and whatnot. Um, we cannot survive without each other. Mm-hmm. We do not um, live in a vacuum. It's impossible. Right. So... A, I think that, you know, it's, it's incredibly rare to hear someone say that, thinking that it could affect one other person or a hundred other people, because um, I feel that most individuals are incredibly, incredibly selfish, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we all have our reasons for mm-hmm. those moments of selfishness, um. But what it really made me think of was just the ability to receive. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because by nature, investing in others is giving. Right. So what is it that you receive? Oh.
1: Uh, I talk a lot about legacy, about... um, that you know having an impact is important to me not for fame not for money but for legacy but for representation the reverberations of what i'm doing is important to me yeah again it's it's really not like fame is a very strange word to me and it's a very strange concept and any sort of Attention, like that, is weird. But I like I like saying things that are um, that are that say th- that kind of reinforce what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, reinforce that yes, this is impactful. Yes, I started this fund because I thought you know read about you. Yeah, or that sort of thing. Um, I just on a day to day basis, or or deal by deal basis. I mean, it's in, it's incredibly motivating just to know that you were a part of someone's journey, and you you know you you turned you turned the porch light on, as Ani DeFranco would say. You mm. know, <laughs> mm,
2: mm,
1: mm. you know that just to be that, and I that that in that moment, that's a that is definitely a satisfying thing.
0: And do you feel like you're seen? By? Meaning. This has been like a big theme for me in 2017 and into 2018 and now in a bigger way. It's like the, the micro has now is becoming the macro. Mm. Um, You know, I can only speak personally from my experience in terms of I don't know a lot. But when I know something I know, Mm -hmm. like I know um, and it's trusting, I trust my knowing about certain things and I knew from a very young age that I was going to do great things. And I don't mean that in the, I'm going to win an Academy Award and a Golden Globe and an Mm -hmm. Emmy and do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, because that like, who cares? You know, so like you have like another piece of metal on your mantle. Mm -hmm. Um, But really getting to... turn the porch lights on Mm -hmm. for others Mm -hmm. and so i guess my question is what individuals have turned on your porch lights (laughs) like and in what ways has like your porch light been turned on and how does that light stay on yeah
1: well definitely i mean i don't i don't i think it takes a village (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anybody like this term self-made is just it's a misnomer it's a doesn't
0: unless you're adam but even then
1: yeah well not, uh, is yeah. self-made no that's that yeah, I, yeah. I was
0: trying to do some kind you're of analogy yeah. but <laughs> i failed miserably it's okay
1: <laughs> i don't think anyone's self-made uh, yeah. you know and while there have been many many doors shut my face along the way there's been a lot of people that that there they were a yes or something that got you know step by step by step um i i take a lot of credit for my part in it because that's something i used to not be able to do so i like pride myself on that now that i can say yeah i had a lot to do with my own uh journey and success but of course there's been so many people that um that did that I think you know the the most I mean there's a lot of people who have invested in, in me over the past three years and I think about um the very first person who wrote a check to to into the fund Susan um when I think about like people who um there's actually a woman named Holly Laveau who is uh she she's a film producer in Portland um and she also has invested in her, in, in, in me and our team. Um, kind of like a true sense of the word angel, you know. Yeah. And um, so I think about these different steps, but some of it has been without them knowing it, whether that there's some sort of influence on me or some sort of inspiration, the the, the moment that I needed to hear something yeah. that they had to say, which is another reason that I, I guess another reason, another reason I can be motivated is like, even if I don't get to see the result of something, maybe something I'm saying is, is helping someone that day, you know, so yeah. that's, that helps, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I could do the, uh, the Golden Globe, Oscar, <laughs> thank you list, <laughs> and Bob McGannon yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know when they do that then you don't know who these yeah, people yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love love yeah. them to death and I appreciate that but we don't know who that person. We don't know who did yeah. your hair. Yeah. And so you thank him later.
2: Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like when you win a golden globe you're going to thank everyone who has helped you on that movie or that TV show because you you seem like a you give a lot of gratitude. And a lot of uh, credit where it's due.
0: Oh yeah, first I—I I mean it's. I I remember when I won, um, my Independent Spirit Award for Dollhouse, mm-hmm. and I remember I a tripped going up the stairs oh, to get it. Okay,
1: very and Jennifer I, Lawrence of you very, before yes, she was even yeah
0: Jennifer Lawrence exactly before I think she was even born. <laughs> Well, let's let's find out. Yeah, we'll let'll do some research. Out. Like 96. I think that was it was in 96. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, sure she was born. <laughs> um, but I remember I got up I I didn't write a speech. Yeah. I didn't write anything. I did not yeah. think I was I I really honestly didn't. Yeah. yeah. How old were you? Were I was 13. 13. And I
1: I didn't see this. Yeah. But I can imagine that tripping after doing welcome to the dollhouse was probably Every fan of the movies dream
0: situation that just happened. I like, mean cool, man. I, That's awesome. I I would honestly hope not because that would just make me feel so bad. Oh, would it? I mean, just in the sense of I have like a very unique relationship with that character in yeah. the sense of it took me a very, very, very long time um to come into acceptance with um, the fact that that was a character that I played that was iconic, that resonated with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And the thing that affected me the most was that as a 13-year-old girl, you know, was talking about the looks. Mm. Was Mm that people would say, how did it feel to play someone so ugly? Oh, my God. And what I would hear was, how does it feel to be someone so ugly? Oh, please. You know? Wow. So I heard that.
1: I mean, are you talking like... The depths of like ale chat rooms or something. No, I'm you talking interviewers.
0: Your, what? I'm talking interviewers. Oh, we need a list. Let's get a list.
1: <laughs> I want to go talk to these people. I want to go have a word. You know,
0: and it it like it 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 was what it was. And so um but like when I, I got that award, I I remember looking over the sea of people. Yeah. And just saying, oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, I like love you all. You know who you are. Yeah. Thank
1: you. You do a really great Heather <laughs> impression.
0: I, I I appreciate you do that. a really great. <laughs> I've I've been working on it for a long time. I'm I'm glad that I've yeah. got so, it just about right. So you thank the room. You thank think
1: people for being in just existence. yeah.
0: Just like you know who you are. Mm, like mm. every single like you know who you yeah, are. Yeah. There isn't. Um, because I I would have been on stage for twenty five minutes yeah. like Ali Sheedy when she went for high art. Oh, was she on stage for <laughs> a long. She time? was like on stage for thirty five. minutes. Ali Sheedy
1: didn't Ali Sheedy say that she had to like drink liquor to do that role
0: for Did high she, art? Yes, I don't know.
1: I feel like I read an interview where she said she was just drunk the entire time. In order, f- no, it was the other. It was the other lady. It was Patricia the Australian. Clarkson. No, or the other lady. Austra- well, maybe that is her name. She's Australian.
0: Oh no, no, no! I know Juan who you're lady. talking about. I can't. Think I think of her it name. was
1: her that said that. It okay. wasn't Allie. Okay. I, I misquoted. It was okay. the other lady that said she had to be a little liquored up. Okay. To to handle that.
0: I'm curious as to why. Um, uh, the gay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking that, well, that she was in, insinuating.
0: Um, well, that's. That, I'm like, I have feelings yeah. about that that yeah. I'm gonna put to the side. I don't for think right that you're now. very shy.
1: <laughs> can, can I ask you a question that has nothing yes. to do with any of this? Yeah. Cause you just mentioned thirteen. Yes. And it made me think of this. So I don't know if you I I don't know if you've mentioned it before on your show or if you've seen me mentioning it mm-hmm. online. I am I know you don't have to like talk about it if you don't want to, but no. I am very concerned about the way that um millie, millie bobby, bobby brown, brown is being sexualized and made to they're doing capital fm did this whole thing about she's dating this youtuber and she is she just turned 13 oh no i know so i have said you know to myself kind of mumbled to myself like we need drew barrymore to come have an intervention we need natalie portman we need uh no. emma emma Um, top from a harry potter yeah 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 yeah. so heather can you put together a team and
0: make sure this little girl is okay well i'll tell well here's here's something that i'll i'll say okay um you know a gate matarazzo who's also on that show is not my son (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> totally thought about that. And his mom's name is Heather. Ironically so, enough, it's so weird. So funny. I can't tell you the number of interview requests I got where I'm like, "Yep, not me." What? That's so funny. It's it's so insane. Um, but it, you know, I've never met Millie, um, and I don't think that it's. I really, I I really, truly do feel that the problem lies obviously within not just the industry but within society Mm -hmm. and i'm sure that she has individuals in her life and in her corner that are quote-unquote shielding her to the best of their ability Mm -hmm. um and i feel that everybody has their own experience right like you mentioned um why can't I think of her fucking name? It's not. Her name Emma, is Emma, Emma Watson. Watson is her name. That's it. Emma Watson. Yes. Um Emma Watson started off as like a awkward child actor mm-hmm. and blossomed into this stunning, beautiful, intelligent, fierce vocal woman. Mm. You know, Drew Barrymore had another experience mm-hmm. where she went into rehab mm-hmm. and then she couldn't work and then mm-hmm. she got her shit together yeah. and now she's incredibly successful. Because they're handing her alcohol at 11. Yeah. Mm. You know, and then you look at somebody like Tara Reid or you look at somebody mm. like Natalie Portman, mm. you know, like who are two very different. Very different, yeah. And and I guess it's, um, it's never just one thing. It's an incredible series of things and i am grateful that i did not grow up in a time where twitter and facebook and instagram and snapchat mm-hmm. and hubba blue and moishida and w- whatever the fuck mm-hmm. like a b- 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 yeah exactly a bamboo exactly <laughs> fruity. um like that was not at all in in my life, and I don't know if my life would have turned out differently mm-hmm. had that been mm-hmm. um, such a predominant factor. And so, I never like i'm I never try to like quote unquote give advice to younger actors. Mm-hmm. You know, or be like, watch out for this, kid. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> i pay to see Because <laughs> who, who am I? I don't know. It's, I, I really do believe that, like, for me, and this is for me. Mm-hmm. I don't say this for everyone. But for me, I get to see how every single thing in my life has happened exactly the way that it should. And that every single thing has been a building block, and an opportunity for me to grow personally, professionally, spiritually, emotionally, creatively in mm-hmm. all of those ways. And all I can do as a thirty-five year old woman, I'm like, that's how old I am now, right? Yeah, thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Um I'm thirty seven, so let's let's hold on to the holy fucks. Well, just in the well, just thinking like I've been working since I was seven. Yeah. So that means I've been working almost 30 years. Mm-hmm.
1: What? Working just in general and then working in an industry that's, yeah. that is so very specific and unique. And, and I'm still here. Yep. You're
0: still here. You're yeah. still you, here. You gotta, like, and I've got so much more to do. Yes. And I'm excited about it. You're,
1: one of the things you need to do is get a starring role on General Hospital so that I can come visit you on set every day. Okay. Where well, this is um, absolutely
0: needs to happen okay
1: so okay i i will i'm obsessed w- with general hospital for anybody who doesn't
0: understand yeah I, she obsessed obsessed <laughs> obsessed <laughs> i never and that's the only show i never watched i used oh. to watch all my children okay and then i watched erica kane, one, erica kane yes. Dimitri montgomery See, that's
1: where i stop i just know erica Kane
0: and one life to live vicky buchanan Vicky Buchanan mm-hmm. and who had the twin sister that she played. Well, she had a multiple person, multiple pers- right, 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 personality. Yeah, Nikki. Yes, Nikki yes. and Vicky. Yes, and then there's Bo Buchanan. Bo. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then and there was Tina,
1: Do- his wife Tina. I don't remember Tina. Hmm. She had a lot of eye makeup. Okay. I remember that. Uh, She's pretty. Okay. She was. Uh, uh, I just think of her in the '80s or '90s. I guess '90s, you know. Yeah. She just had a lot of big hair, and it was, was it
0: the redhead. I don't know.
1: She, maybe, maybe it's considered red. I, I'm having just like a yeah, twenty no, year flashback. I, I, I don't know why we're. T- I
0: I, <laughs> I don't know why I have I, you talking about this is this is well I I will do my best to get on General Hospital okay. at some point. Okay. Cool. Done. Let's go. Um,
1: um, that would be fantastic. Would you play a doctor or would you play some sort know. of? Uh, they have a lot of villains. They have a lot of like gangster. or type. like
0: long lost. Long, there's someone, a, there's a lot of long lost. I, I can be a long lost someone, <gasps> um, and you can do it as well and be like, I'm, I found her in the street. We can
1: be sisters. There you go. It works on General Hospital. I'm I'm black. You are not, as far as I know, black Irish. Black Irish. <laughs> <laughs> but that's. For general hospital, that it would be that would be child's play to have us as sisters. They don't, they do not care okay. about you know logic. Yeah, that's not the top of their priority.
0: And on top of that, that also has also happened in real life. Right, right. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. not, it's not. I, I think that this is doable. Yes, I think this is very, very
1: doable. I'm so, I'm so for it. I'm here for it. I'm there for it. I'm yeah. everywhere for
0: this. <laughs> I need you to be on General Hospital. I, I will do my best. Okay, I will do my I will do my best. I'm
1: sending this to all the General Hospital people.
0: Yes, let's. Yes, let's get. But you
1: know they do like two year contracts. You kind of you kind of there for a while. I, I don't have that time.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. They yeah. do those. Contracts. I, I can do I can do a special appearance guest appearance.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, Shonda Shonda Rhymes. is that yeah. her name? Shonda Rhymes from Grey's yeah. Anatomy. She did a guest one. Uh, and, um, because she's a fan of the show, yeah. so they had her on for like a day. So you could do that, like you could be like a cop at the PCPD. Ooh, and it's Pine Cove. <gasps> no, it's Port Charles. But oh. I like Pine Cove. Okay. That sounds exciting. Okay, It sounds like a place I'd like to visit for just <laughs> half a half a day. Not a full day, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Port Charles. Yeah, maybe I've like wandered over from Pine Cove. Man, Port this Charles. is exciting. Let's make this happen. I'm like found on a raft. <laughs> easy I don't somewhat know. there is a there's
1: a man who lives on an island casadine island so you could wash up on it you know at his house i love that. on a raft
0: i love that very much okay <laughs> i love that very very much
1: we've already not know we have we cast the thing but we've written it we've
0: written it so there's there should be no more
1: discussion at this point it should just be where do, you, where do we show up? Yeah,
0: exactly. And you're going to
1: have to have your assistant with you. Yes, exactly. Uh, Miss Arlen Hamilton. Yes, exactly. And uh, I will carry a clipboard to make it legitimate. Okay, great. Okay, I'm glad we figured okay. this out. Okay, what were we talking about before We were this? talking about...
0: Um, Something very serious. What I was saying was that like all, all I can do as a 35-year-old woman is continually call out the injustices that I see in particular when it comes to um, girls being sexualized Mm. um, within the industry. yes. And I can, when I'm working and I'm on set and I see things, and and this is me paying it forward. And I tell this story a lot because it really did mean a lot to me and she taught me so much. I was 15 years old and I was doing a movie with B.B. Newworth Mm -hmm. who played Lilith on Frasier and yeah. And I had heard from everybody that she was incredibly difficult to work with. Mm. That she was a bitch. Okay. And I was terrified to work with her. And it was an indie film and back in those days when it was an indie film you actually shot for two months. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unlike today when it's like shoot for you shoot a whole entire movie in five hours and you're done yeah um, but I I remember she she was so loving and she was so generous and when you're working you're working 18 20 hour days six day weeks it's mm. a lot of time and she w- had just been playing Velma in Chicago um, on Broadway she's a prolific uh, Broadway actor as well and we were shooting in this old house and things were falling down it was a horrible, horrible situation in that way very, very unsafe and in one scene she's supposed to be fighting with um, Bill Buell no, Bill Blum Bill Buell played my dad in Dollhouse Bill Blum my dad and getting to know you and i'm supposed to come down the stairs in my bare feet and on these stairs there were all of these rusty nails mm. <clears throat> real and ones yeah, like yeah real rusty nails mm-hmm. because it was an old crappy house that they probably got for next to nothing and You know, as on, like, any film, like, time is money, time is money, time is money. And even though they're like, hurry up, hurry up. And then they have you wait for two and a half Mm. hours. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm. Um, So, I think that I, like, had, like, almost cut my foot or something. And she said, stop.
2: Mm.
0: Heather is not doing this scene until this is cleared. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first A.D. Who was already on our fucking shit list because they had she was allergic to garlic and they would fucked up her lunch. Oh. And she was like, just get me a can of sardines. Yeah. yeah. And. It took 25 minutes for them to get her just a can of sardines. And then it was not even the thing that you could open with your finger. It needed a. What is it? Can called? opener. A can opener. You yeah. needed a can opener and they handed her this thing and then it with, with, her teeth. with no can opener and then right after she got it I kid you not they're like alright we're back like that's it like yeah. lunch is over and she said lunch is not over yes. until I finish my sardines it's like she's in the room you're just. very good
1: at these impressions. How do you? I mean, you're great at your own, but how do you? Did you just hear that in your yeah, head? Yeah, wow, like I just
0: some fantastic. some I can get. Yeah, a lot I can't. Okay, um, but she she refused to let me do the scene until they had cleared the stairs. Yeah, and she was so loving and so generous, and I I got to see via her example. Um, how she took care of me um, in that way. You know, she advocated for me. And I've been very fortunate enough in my life that there have been individuals on every project that I've worked on, save for like one or two, um, only a very small amount. But I, I've i had advocates in in those moments where I didn't feel safe using my voice. I didn't know how to use my voice. I didn't know that such and such was unacceptable until somebody told me that it was. And so that's what I now get to do, you know, as an adult, especially working with um, people that are younger than me. and. I also know very respectfully when it's when it's my place and when it's not. Hmm. You know, um, I'm not about like the free. Let me give you my two cents. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if I see something going on on set that. Um, is inappropriate or something that rubs me the wrong way, I will definitely get that taken care Mm -hmm. of. And I don't give a Mm -hmm. fuck. I don't give a fuck who's around. I don't, I I do not care. Um, because especially in this industry in every industry, but really in this one, if you give an inch, they, they will take your soul. They won't take a mile. They'll take your soul. Mm. Um, and, and I feel like I have an obligation and and a, a duty to um, tagalong's not here today. It's Nanea. Nanea, sit. Thank you. <laughs> um, I I have an obligation and a and a duty, not just as 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 an actor, or director, or producer, or writer, but really just as like a being and as a woman to. Um, Set those boundaries for those that don't know how to set them themselves. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it does. You yeah. know, yeah. And I feel like you do the same.
1: Yeah. See something, say something. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And I and I am the one that, that'll put my two cents in. <laughs> um, I, yeah. And with, with this, I just going back to I mean, Millie. Like I, I met her. I think, she was, I think she was 11 or she just had turned 12 when I met her. She's a l- small, little, little thing, you know, just a little girl. And she's going to have 80-some years or more to be an adult. And I just... I don't know why I'm so... I've made this my little thing, but yeah. I, I just... I, I can't help it when I see... Like, it's one thing for her to dress up and, and, and play and, and want to, you know, show her teenage friends or mm-hmm. her young mm-hmm. friends how mm-hmm. her pretty dress or whatever mm-hmm. that may mm-hmm. be a little, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's couture and it's this and that. Yeah. But it's another for, like, a, a publication or something to put her on the... F- like, I have these photographs where she's just looking so adult. It's just very odd to me. I wonder who's in the room. I wonder who's making...
0: Well, you know, like, I, I think I know the photo you're talking about, and I think it's the leather, that it was the leather dress thing that she was wearing. And I, I feel like this is something that is really, you know... I was not sexualized as a teenager, that wasn't my trajectory mm-hmm. in that way, mm-hmm. um, and so I can't speak to it. But what I I can speak to is the <clears throat> it's never a it's never a thing of like what someone is necessarily wearing because it's the. The fact that especially especially men feel as though they can comment on it, mm-hmm. you know, and how they comment, and 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 that's the thing, that the fact that we've been so conditioned to fall into the sideline of, well, like, she is wearing something that's blah, 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 blah.
1: So I should be able to talk about it or comment on it. Well... This yeah, person, it, you know
0: but but more it's it's the same thing of like if a girl gets drunk and then she gets raped,
2: mm-hmm.
0: well, she was getting drunk, what was she wearing, mm-hmm. you know it's like. -hmm. Like, well, you you got sexually assaulted. Well, well, I was wearing actually sweats. I was wearing sweatpants and like ripped sweatshirt. That's what I was wearing. Yeah. Um. So it's getting away from that Mm -hmm. that very male patriarchal narrative of it being the clothes when -hmm. it has nothing to do with the fucking clothes Mm -hmm. it has to do with the fact that you were sexualizing a fucking 13 year old child you sick fuck Yeah, like what's wrong with you stop it you know um like that's really it we don't do that with with boys we we don't do it at all um and and it's it's an incredible incredible double standard. Like Natalie Portman had just spoken at the Women's March about how a radio show had had a countdown to when she was of legal age. Yeah,
1: they did that with the Olsen twins.
0: It's absolutely I that fucking in the, disgusting. In the 90s. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> now is okay. You know, and so it's you know she's she's a allowed to wear like whatever the fuck she wants to wear, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's up to us to like we don't really even need to be commenting on it period Mm. you know um that's like we don't um and yeah like I had to like wear shit to red carpets and like do the thing and be on the carpet and blah 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 and like teenager and it's that thing where it's like you're not a kid and like You're not an adult yet, but, like, you're, like, oh, this is cute and, like, whatever. And it's, like, all of a sudden we become the, quote, unquote, morality police where it's, do you have a ruler? How short is the skirt? Mm. You know, like, do you have this? Like, how high is, like, the button? Um, And it's, like, I, I feel like everybody's sexuality and sensuality is their own. Um, but do you think we should, I mean, do you think that's
1: the, yes, I'm, I I really want to know your opinion on this. Do you think that it's their own when they're 13, when they're 12?
0: Absolutely. I think it's to the public, to the public, I should say. Do you know what here? And this is, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. It's my own period. Mm -hmm. It's nobody else's Mm -hmm. meaning. Um, like somebody had somebody had posted a comment about me because I just put out the the stuck poster, mm-hmm. um, and th- they had made like a s- sexually suggestive comment, you know. And honestly, my first thought when I post things is not like, I wonder how many people are going to think I'm sexy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think that way because. Because I don't even think that people think of me in a sexual way. Because I'm not thinking of anybody else in a sexual way. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm doing my thing. Like, Mm -hmm. except, like, my love. (laughs) Um, You know, so... My sexuality is mine Mm -hmm. from the day I'm born until the day I die. Okay. And... Everything in between is... um, I don't, like, again, free speech, we all have the right to say whatever the fuck we want, whoever the fuck we want. And then I also get to set those boundaries. Right. Right? Where it's, we're in a public, the work is public, you know? And this goes to, like, something bigger still. Like, it's, it's, it's so interconnected where... Another kid from Stranger Things got shit because he wasn't giving autographs to two people. You know mm. where it's. I feel like celebrity has become this runaway train where, you know, I won't take selfies with people anymore. Mm. I refuse to do it because I'm like I'm not a human Pokemon card. <laughs> and f- and Francis McDormand had like said it so beautifully, um, in this this times magazine article where she said i didn't become an actor to have my picture taken Mm -hmm. and i've always felt the Mm -hmm. same way i've never liked it you can see like so many photos of me where i literally turtle inside because i want this right i want this moment of connection that's why i'm an actor well i've been with you in west hollywood yeah what is it like when you're in san francisco do you can you well, I came disguise here, yourself too? well I came here under the cover of darkness, yeah <laughs> um, and I believe that way as well yeah um,
1: I mean for so many reasons, I can imagine this city would be would be okay. on a high alert for well, <laughs> recognizing you and wanting that selfie
0: well here's here's the thing, right it's i I did not have the experience growing up of having any kind of boundaries hmm. Um, I did not have the experience growing up of having any kind of quote-unquote self. Mm-hmm. Um, like my life wasn't mine, my body wasn't mine, none of me was mine. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was an extension of someone else. Sure. And so, and it was drilled into me very, very early on to like be humble, be this, be that, always say yes, mm-hmm. never say no. Mm -hmm. and so when people would ask me for things I would automatically give it um I I never even thought that I had a choice not to Mm -hmm. that I could say no and then if I ever did say no in a moment I would then be plagued with waves of guilt and so it took me a long time to unlearn a lot of those teachings that um, had been handed down to me from from childhood, and to recognize that, you know, I A, am allowed to say no, um, and then it makes my yeses that much more impactful as well. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's my choice when I choose, and. That's a big thing, I think, uh, especially um, when it comes to talking about teenagers, especially within this business, but also like girls in general, um, that, that idea that we're taught that we really don't have a choice. Mm. You know, um, I'm a huge advocate that I don't have children. Um, I don't know that I ever will have children. Um, I love children, which is why I don't want to have them. Mm. Um, <laughs> I love them enough to know to not have them. Um, but if I see a kid and they're like, give, give, give Heather a hug, give Heather a kiss. Yeah. Come on, give give her a hug, give her a kiss. I say no. Yeah, No. If they want to give me a hug and a kiss, they can come give me a hug and a kiss when they want to, if, if they, they want, want to. to. Yeah. And if they don't want to, they don't need to. Because I don't need it that badly, mm-hmm. and um, so i I get to do what I can in my community and with the platform that I am given in the ways that I am giving it, given it, whether it be through the podcast, whether it be through things I write, whether it be through what I direct, what I produce, you know, what I tweet, um, what I advocate for. Um, I i use my i use the life i've been given and the lessons i've been given and the um the growth opportunities that i've had in order to hopefully um better someone else's life and experience and give them those aha moments that took me so long to
2: have
0: mm. you know
2: mm.
0: nene is itching for a fight, mm-hmm. not really a fight, but mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I think that I think that's important and i I feel like like just the way that like you do um, with like venture capitalism and and whatnot and setting boundaries and Being like, I have a whole entire stable of unicorns. (laughs) You know, like, you're Mm -hmm. asking for two, now I have a stable. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. You're not coming over the play. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. Because it's you... Like, you get to know the truth, your own truth, like, through the experiences that you have. Mm -hmm. And... um, I love that saying, like, not casting pearls before swine.
2: Oh.
0: But I... I don't I know d- if that... What, what does that mean? So, it means... This is a ca- <laughs> ca- Caucasian situation. It's no, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 no, what
1: does that mean? That sounds really...
0: It's um, it's it's from the Bible. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. It's, and they talk about, like... the context of that. Yeah. Um, when you have something that's really precious, why yeah. are you going to give something to somebody that's not going to appreciate it? Mm-hmm. Like, don't cast pearls before swine. Mm-hmm. Pearls of wisdom. Oh, pearls see. of insight. Yeah. Pearls of anything. Yeah. You mm. know, that people that are not going to be willing to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, because then it's... Then you're asking them to place a value on something um, and it devalues it automatically. Where it's mm-hmm. like, I know my value. I know my worth. I, mm-hmm. I know that... Um, my experience I'm worthy of the the experience that I've had Mm -hmm. which means that I'm worthy of the knowledge I've acquired and I'm worthy of the knowing that I now get to possess Mm -hmm. and I'm very 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 careful and selective with whom I choose to share that quote unquote sacred knowledge that I have um, sweated, blood and tears and agony and pain to acquire. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that is very, very important for me. Like I, I, I don't share all of me with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, it costs too much and. Like I know my worth in that way, right? You know, um, and that's why saying no is such a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent agree. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So on that note, I know that you were exhausted, as I am exhausted, um, and I, I'm like. We need to continue this conversation. Yeah, let's do a part two. We really do need to do a part two. Let's do a part
1: two. two. We'll do it in a different city. Um, Yes. We'll just go on a tour. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Um, Arlen Hamilton, thank you so much for coming on and just being Mm. a friend and just being who you are. Thank you. Thank you for the trip and for having me
1: on. And and, uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this. It's just like like my one of my favorite podcasts oh yay thank <laughs> you
0: I, I, uh, I receive that I <laughs> do I receive that fully and um, you can catch Arlen Backstage Capital um, which is uh, her website her podcast um, The Bootstrapped VC The Bootstrapped VC and also um, Arlen was here Catch her on Twitter. She's got like my favorite thing is like, I didn't, I came for the cake, not, not the crumbs. <laughs> I, I think yeah. that to myself all the time. Um, and now it makes me want to want cake. So yeah, that's what I'm awesome going to do. Right now. <laughs> but again, thank you and thank you, everybody else who's tuned in. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your week. And, um, if nobody's told you that, you are loved today. I'm telling you. All right, bye.